Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeatInsAgency.com. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thanks so much for being there. Happy Friday to each and every one of you. 
Hope you guys are getting ready for a fantastic weekend. Today's program, of course, brought to you by our friends at William Grant Independent Family Distillers since 1887. We'll be telling you more about those brands in just a few minutes. But it's a good time for you to head on over to this favorite spirit store. Maybe you're heading out tonight for a few cocktails or, again, maybe heading out uh, for dinner. Uh, demand. Look for. Order. Make sure, again, you're partaking in a William Grant product. Don't forget, don't also, again, you can check out our program on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. Also, again, on the World Wide Web at uh, NashFM1061.com, EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web as well. Our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, folks, don't forget, uh, the uh, podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base. We invite you to uh, enjoy uh, the podcast at your leisure. And, of course, you can find that uh, at all podcasting platforms. All you got to do is search Inside New Orleans Show uh, with Eric Asher, and you should find it very, very easily on on your podcasting platforms. Hey, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Uh, Ricardo Lecomte joined me on the program this week uh, from WWL Channel 4 Television. Did a fantastic job. I mean, we covered it all. If you, didn't, if you missed us last night, Saints, LSU, Tulane, Pelicans, I mean, all uh, part of the program. We talked a little bit about uh, what's going on with conference realignment. Uh, so, again, there's an opportunity for you to be able to check that out. And, and of course, uh, uh, plenty of rebroadcasts for you still left. Again, tonight, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, uh, 10 o'clock on, on WLAE-TV. Also, don't forget, uh, you can check us out at Saturday morning at, um, uh, at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, uh, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that and uh, uh, really, really, um, really, really good program uh, with, um, with Ricardo, as, as always. I mean, he's just, he's just so good. He really is. And then, of course, uh, today's program, uh, we will have Mike Vazan, Hot Off the Bench podcast, Vazan on football podcast and blog. He will join us uh, on the program at about 4.15. And then uh, Civic Leader Arnie Filco is going to join us in the full second hour. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the new soccer league, the, the USL Soccer League, United Soccer League, coming uh, to New Orleans. Uh, we're going to get into, again, minor league baseball, which, again, Arnie was a big part of uh, in, in terms of, um, of trying to uh, land another minor league baseball team for New Orleans. Uh, we'll get into the NOLA Coalition, which he is involved in, uh, again, trying to um, hit the, fill the void of, again, the mayor, who, by the way, is, is on another junket to France. Can, can you believe it? I mean, I, look, I, my mind is blown. I mean, literally blown. Uh, literally blown. I mean, look, I, I, look I, I think of the song. Remember that old song, she likes to party all the time, party all the time? Uh, that's the mayor. I mean, it's a party every weekend. It's a party every week. I mean, this second term was literally set up for her to be able to go on these political junkets. And I've said this before, ladies and gentlemen, it, it's our fault. We're not doing anything about it. I mean, if we put our foot down and say, look, no more political junkets, okay, on, on the taxpayer's dime. You want to go to France, you want to go to Switzerland, you want to go again on, on a world tour, well, then you pay for it. You pay for it out of your campaign fund or you pay for it out of your own pocket. And again, we won't see again these constant traveling that we're seeing, especially in her second term, where, I mean, you got I mean, to have some big cojones, to, to be able to go to Switzerland and then two weeks later head to France, okay? Uh, Antibes Juan Les Pins is where she is. She can't even pronounce it, and she's there. So we'll talk about that. Uh, I'll get into, again, uh, uh, we'll talk about what's happening in the sports world as well with Arnie. 
Uh, and, um, of course, the uh, Ninth Ward Stadium, which he is a big part of. So, again, the, that, that move to be able to, um, uh, to get a Ninth Ward Stadium built, and it will be built, okay? They're $2 million short. They've already got a, um, and they've already got a, a line on, on more funding. So we'll get into that in the second hour with him. Uh, and, uh, all, you know, all that coming up here, again, brought to you by our friends at William Grant. Independent family still since 1887. Uh, Hendricks Gin, Malago Tequila, Rekha Vodka, hottest spirits on the market. You've got to love them, man. Uh, the new Hendricks Gin, Neptunia. Get out there and enjoy a bottle of that uh, while it lasts. Again, it's a, it is a limited edition. Uh, we'll only be here till March. And, uh, and um, we've seen already these things, so again, the, the, the Neptunia flying off the shelves. Why not? It's a William Grant product. Again, the, again, the highest standards in all the industry when it comes to distilling. Uh, look, you look at scotches. When you talk scotches, you talk William Grant. I mean, that's where the bones are made. Uh, Glenfiddich Scotch Whiskey, the Balvenie Scotch Whiskey, Grant's Blended Scotch Whiskey. Uh, all award-winning scotches, including, again, um, Monkey Shoulder Single Malt. Uh, you love Irish whiskey? How about the second largest selling Irish whiskey in all the world? It is with the Irish drink. It's Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. And then, of course, Sailor Jerry Rum, Florida Kanye Nicaraguan Rum, part of the rum portfolio of William Grant. Every bottle of Sailor Jerry Rum uh, purchased in Louisiana. Portions go to the uh, go to the Gott Foundation, helping again active military members, retired military members, and their families. Look, I don't say this enough. It's look, it's tax deductible as well. It is a tax deductible donation. www.gotourtroops.org if you want to give directly. Uh, uh, living expenses, insurance, mortgage payments, uh, home repairs. Uh, again, when there are needs for those that, again, that have given so much for us and their families, the Got Foundation is there. www.gotourtroops.org. Also, if you're a bourbon drinker, Fistful of Bourbon of bourbon and Whiskey and Hudson Bourbon Whiskey, a part of the bourbon portfolio of William Grant. Yeah, you're right. Uh, William Grant, Independent Family Distillers, is 1887, a proud sponsor of our program. And a couple of weeks from now, we'll be broadcasting live from, from the uh, Tales of the Cocktail. And I've been telling you about this for years now, folks. I've had an opportunity to be, be part of that, uh, going back to when it was started by the Tudermans. Um, and you have the, uh, the largest um, uh, set of mixologists, and I'm talking about award-winning, some of the greatest mixologists in all the world that will be descending on New Orleans uh, you've got brand ambassadors, much like we talked to on our program from William Grant. Uh, you've got the distillers themselves coming in. Uh, a lot of the, again, uh, uh, upper management of, of a lot of these brands that will be in town uh, for the uh, Tales of the Cocktail. And, of course, we'll be focusing on the William Grant products uh, as, again, we uh, broadcast live in a couple Fridays from now uh, from, uh, from um, uh, Tales of the Cocktail. Looking forward to it. All right, uh, let's bring on my good friend, longtime friend, and, and, of course, uh, a guy that, uh, that uh, has a podcast with celebrity chef Scott Craig. It's called Hot Off the Bench. He's had his own podcast and blog for years now, Fazan on Football Podcast and Blog. It's none other than Mike Fazan. Mike, how are you, bud? Welcome to the show. Eric, my brother. How you doing, my man, on this hot? Oh, it's Friday, mm. brother. Uh, Friday afternoon. I've been, wait- I've been waiting on this all, all week long. you kidding me? It is Friday, uh, and... Especially with the short weeks we had last week. I mean, that long, this week kind of just, I don't want to say it dragged because I had a lot to do, so it, it felt like it moved pretty fast. But uh, the weekend is here, and I know a lot of people are ready to, uh, to partake, enjoy in a, in a William Grant product, uh, put their feet up, and have a great weekend. Funny you should mention that because my feet are up as we speak, my man. Well, there you go. Nothing wrong with that. You, you're, you're beating That's me to the punch. That. That's as, right, usual. as usual. As usual. Like you used to beat me to the front of the line when we used to go to, to, to we talked about it this week on social media, Roy Rogers, the old Roy Rogers on Claiborne Avenue, the, the, the place where the dudes hung out. 
Double R ball burger. That's what you got. <laughs> all day and every day, all night. Are you kidding me? Come on. I, I alternated between the Roy, Uncle Roy's roast beef, which was phenomenal, and the uh, fried chicken, which was phenomenal, too, considering it was coming from a, a, chi- a, a roast beef place. Right. Well, here's I mean, the other so- thing, Mike. I was surprised when, when, I, when I put that on social media, because that's you know just kind of us looking back at our childhood, right? Uh, you know, teenage years, et cetera. I was surprised by the response. So many people then talked about Roy Rogers and how much they enjoyed the roast beef or the chicken or the double Arbor burger. I mean, it's amazing that I think there's only two left like in Virginia. And, and you know, you know, you're talking about, you know, when we were coming up, uh, they, they, were, they had at least four or five locations all over the city of New Orleans. And, uh, you know, Metairie, again, the Ken- everybody kept kind of chiming in where they went, right, on, on, the, right. on the Facebook page. It was pretty, it was pretty surprising. Uh, but, again, uh, it's a, it was something that, you know, as far as we were growing up, I thought it was one of the better, if you could say, you know, we didn't eat a lot of fast food when we were growing up. That's the difference, right? But when, yeah. when, when we had a chance to do it, that was really a great place to go. And we hung out there as well, right, on, right, yeah, right, we, right across from the Tulane campus. Yeah, usually we'd go there after we played ball or something. And yep. then we would just get a little meal and hang out for a while. And they never, they never even asked us if, how long we're going to be. They just, you know, let they us knew. sit there <laughs> and, and chill. You know, after our meals, great. It's a wonderful place. Yeah, it really was. Great place to grow up to, uh, in, you know, our part of Uptown New Orleans. All right, let, let's, let's, kick in, let's kick in the gear. Let's talk a little bit about, first of all, I want to jump into LSU. It's been pretty amazing uh, what uh, Brian Kelly has been able to do. And, look, we talked about it pretty much all week, and I had Scarborough on earlier in the week. We had uh, Jordy Collada. Both those guys are plugged into what's going on at LSU. And the, the collectives have come together now. They're not publicizing it. They're not talking about how much money's out there, what they're paying the players for NIL or whatever. But there is a move afoot now in terms of, again, LSU trying to be able to catch up with the Texas A&Ms, Texases, and some of those schools that really had their act together during, again, uh, the uh, last recruiting period. That 2023 class is shaping up to be an incredible class. And, and, and the interesting thing about it is, Mike, you know, it's, it's, it is mostly guys from outside of Louisiana. Now, we hear that Louisiana's down a bit, but they do, did lose a couple five stars, right, to other schools because of NIL. But with that said, uh, it looks like this is going to be an incredible class going forward if those verbal commitments stick. Yeah, and there's still a couple of guys, uh, Louisiana kids that are out there yet to be had, um, which will probably come down to sign, you know, to decision day. But uh, before they, you know, make their decisions. But um, you're right. I mean, it was just a matter of time before LSU got their NIL, NIL act together and became competitive. And, you know, maybe not. Maybe they lost a couple of this year, and they definitely lost some last signing class because of the transition from Ogeron to Brian Kelly. But now that all things being equal – and LSU can compete financially with other colleges, then you'll see a lot more kids in uh, Louisiana staying home. From well, going forward from 24. Right. And I think it's also a byproduct of, again, coming in late. Uh, the coaches that he has on his staff himself, they've been recruiting these players at the universities they are, that they, they were previously at. And they've had those connections, uh, again, that, that connection with either the uh, the coaching staff, the head coach, or, again, the player itself and the player's family. So all they did was instead of, again, uh, you know, f- selling them on the school they were at, they started selling them on LSU. 
And, you know, I mean, that's not a hard sell when you're, you're selling LSU in the Southeastern Conference. Uh, so, sure. again, those guys might have been sold, uh, you know, Notre Dame at one point. Uh, but now, again, they're, they're in a situation where, you know, they're being, they're being sold uh, uh, LSU. So, you know, look, I think he's, he's done a really good job. Uh, I, I, I've said it this week. I commend each and every one of the coaches uh, over, over at LSU. Uh, from, from, again, uh, Mulkey to Jay Johnson to uh, McMahon and also, again, uh, uh, Kelly, because I think they've done a fantastic job in, in, in a short period of time in turning the programs around that, that were, again, that were on the downside, on, on the downslope when they got there. Absolutely. And don't forget uh, Bill Polian's son, I think it is, is the yes. uh, mm-hmm. player personnel director. And so he's had a lot of uh, influence too, and um, and bringing you know getting kids, getting LSU's uh, program out there under Kelly. So I just think he's going to get better and better. I mean, I, you know, Brian Kelly's one of the best coaches that ever coached, and um, it's going to he you know it's going to play out at his time at LSU how good he is because uh, he's a great coach, great recruiter. Great teacher, great developer of talent, and um, something LSU hasn't had since Nick Saban, where they were were both. Now, Saban was a great recruiter and a great developer of talent and a great game day manager, and that's what Brian Kelly's going to prove to be. He has been that. He just haven't. He's had the misfortune of taking Notre Dame. I think one once in the in the final playing one of Alabama's better teams, and I think in the playoffs they they lost. So. Um, you know, it's just a matter of time before LSU gets back there. And, um, I, I, you know, I think in a couple, two, three years, you're going to see LSU playing in the finals, too, at least in the playoffs. Well, I don't think there's any doubt. I think that's the reason why he was hired. And, uh, you know, I mean, everybody can talk about his salary, what it is. And, you know, again, he was, he was paid because uh, ultimately uh, they believed that he was the best coach available. Well, I got to go back to what I was saying before. Uh, before when when Ogeron was dismissed, you know I want the next Nick Saban. Now again, I said this before. I, I want I, I thought I'd get a younger version. I didn't think I'd get a guy around his age. But this is the closest thing you can get to Nick Saban with, with a Brian Kelly. Well, I mean they're ten years apart. I mean Saban seventy, Kelly sixty. Uh, but I, I see what you mean. <clears throat> if we could have got a forty-five, forty to forty-five-year-old younger type, which people were saying Billy Napier is the guy that was at ULF and now is at Florida. You know, mm-hmm. coached under Saban and and um, and all of that at Alabama. But um, you know, and I'll go back to when Scott and I first discussed who the, who we wanted LSU's coach to be, and I said, well, my if I, if I can't have Saban, which I couldn't, I knew that my mm-hmm. first choice would be Brian Kelly. But I don't think he would leave Notre Dame to come here. I was thinking old school, like you don't leave big time programs. You know, you build up to coach those programs. But, and, and, and to Scott's credit, he said, why wouldn't he leave? This is a better situation at LSU. Mm-hmm. And he was right. And Brian Kelly saw that, and I didn't. And I was glad he took it because that was my first choice. He was my first choice. So, well, and look, when you look, at, when you look at his resume, it, it fits right what they were looking for. Uh, and, and then, of course, for him – Look, he said it from the beginning. He wants to be in a conference where he's going to play against the best. Now, we don't know what conference realignment is going to look like in, in, in five years from now, but we know yeah. right now the South Teams and Conference is, is, the, is, the, is, the, is the king of college football. 
So, right. you know, you add Texas and Oklahoma to the mix, that makes it even even stronger. If what they're talking about now with maybe adding some of the a- ACC teams um, uh, to the to, to the mix, mix as well, you know, uh, we'll see how that plays out. And maybe even, you know, Kelly might find Notre Dame uh, in, 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 the, uh, in the SEC before it's all said and done. Although I really think that if, if, they, if it comes down to it, they will end up in whatever the Big Ten is. Yeah, I mean, that's a, natural, that's a more natural fit for Notre Dame. I yes. mean, they're right there. They're a Big Ten country. Why would they play in the Southeast Conference? But uh, I, I'm, I'm good with LSU's. I'm good with the SEC way, the way it is now. I don't, I don't think they need to expand. We talked about this last week. Yes, we did. They probably will expand, but I don't think they need to expand any further. They probably didn't need Oklahoma and Texas, but, okay, you bring Oklahoma and Texas in, and that shifts Alabama to the, I guess, to the west if they're going to do it like that, like east-west, like they've been doing. Alabama, Alabama and Auburn will go to the west division, bringing in Oklahoma Texas to the east. If they do it, if they do the lineup like that, so who knows what the alignment's going to be? It could be four yeah. Well, they were talking about that. They were talking about pods, you know, yeah. and and because one thing they want to make sure, even if they're in a situation where they've expanded this this conference, they want to make sure that, but by the time a kid leaves four years uh, in into his tenure, that he will be able to have played, you know, every team in the conference. Yeah. So that's that's the goal there. Instead of, you know, some kids don't go even get to see some of the teams in the conference. I'm not saying they're going to visit every stadium, but they're going to see that team at least they once. Not, they'll, they'll play the other team. At least Yeah, once. and I think you can do that with four, four team divisions or pods or whatever, and you just have a round-robin or a rotating schedule. Yeah, and, and look, um, look, also, again, just as, just as a, a sidebar here, you know, depending on what's going to happen now with maybe, again, um, um, with the, the, the situation with the Pac-10 or Pac-12, which, again, we might be at Pac-4 or Pac-5, what's all said and done, who knows. Uh, but with, um, with, uh, with, 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 with the defections there and the possibility of them uh, going, going a little bit early, maybe there could be a possibility of, and, of course, the, the American Athletic Conference uh, teams moving into the Big, in, into the big 12, Maybe we'll see this move from Oklahoma and Texas a little bit quicker than 2025. I don't think anybody's anybody's publicly saying anything about it, but it makes sense if some of the other conferences are already getting realigned. Uh, if again that might be hastened. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's everything's moving around. The moving parts are, are plentiful right now, and uh, you know things are pretty much unsettled. Of who's going to end up where. And win now, like you said. I mean, maybe Oklahoma, Texas decides to, if they could, to bring to come over a little sooner than they had first anticipated. Depending on what happens to the remaining teams of the Big Twelve, and you talk about the Pack, whatever. So it's just uh, crazy times right now with conference realignment. And like I said last week, I don't know. What's driving it? I used to, I guess TV is, but the TV was there already. What if they want TV money to increase? They need to go to an 18 playoff. Now you're talking NFL type TV money. Mike, I would not be opposed to a 16 team playoff. To be honest with you, Me, I, I wouldn't start, either. 
if you're going to do these two ma- major conferences like this, where you got, you know, the you, you might have to go to 16 teams, you know, and and you know maybe again, the the thing that I'm worried about down the line here as we start to see the, um, the tradition of college athletics, kind of go to the wayside. When you talk about college football, what's going to happen with the bowl games? I mean, are, are, are the bowl games going to exist anymore in five years from now? I mean, uh, you know, is it going to be, you know, uh, is it going to be a situation where, you know, we'll have the New Orleans Bowl, uh, the Sugar Bowl will still be around, you know, or, or is this going to be, uh, you know, a, a, a situation like we've seen when, you know, um, with uh, with other sports where, you know, you just have a tournament to try to get into a championship? I don't know. I think, the, I think some of the bowl, I think, bowl games will still be around because there's always going to be a team willing to come play at a bowl game. It's just, it's a it's a great reward for all the effort that players have put in from spring to fall to going through the season. And they, and then to be able to go to a bowl game where they're, they're you know, treated like uh, VIPs for a weekend. Uh, and if they win that bowl game, they can claim to be the New Orleans Bowl champions for a year, put that trophy in their trophy case. So I think there'll be bowl games. Now, obviously, the significance of bowl games have dwindled big time since you and I were kids. And, Absolutely. you know, you might, I might not even know who the national champion was, but I know who won the Sugar Bowl. I knew who won the Cotton Bowl. You know what I'm saying? The Rose. But uh, now those games have just been morphed into the playoff system. And like you said, if you did a 16-team uh, playoff, then you can maybe use some bowl sites as that. But, um, you know, I think there's going to be an argument down the road that teams are going to – the higher-seeded teams are going to want to play home games for the playoffs. So we'll yeah. see how that balls down. Yeah, we'll see how it kind of plays so, out. It's good, yeah. But, again, it's ever-changing. It's changing quickly. You know, NIL, you know, again, you look at the transfer portal. There's a lot of work to do within the next couple of years – to try to get this thing, to try to get again everybody on the same page, and 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 look, it's not fair now in terms of again, you know, the have and have nots, but maybe again to close that gap some. Oh yeah, I mean, um, like you said, when transfer portal nil what meeting on at the fork in the road, I mean, geez, it was wild wild west times. I mean, uh, we had people, we, you know. People were talking about uh, Kayshawn Boutte was being offered X amount of dollars to transfer mm-hmm. to what, A&M or Alabama. Uh, so, and at that time, I was like, okay, if you want to do that, Alabama, to one of our best players, we'll go to your best player. And, hey, well, whatever they're paying you, we'll pay you double. So, I think that's going to work itself out. I think teams are going to realize hopefully schools will realize later on that, you know, purging other SEC teams or conference teams is not the way to go because, like you said, Eric, that, that door swings both ways, that transfer portal door. And um, so, uh, but the NIL is, is going to have to work itself out too. Yep. Because you're Well, the transfer portal helped out. LSU. It definitely helped LSU with, again, all these coaching changes. There's it no doubt McMahon was able to fill his, his team. Uh, Kelly as well. You saw Mulkey do it last year when she came on. Uh, and you saw Jay Johnson do it kind of, and to kind of triage his team as well, bringing over some of the players that, again, from, from, uh, from Arizona uh, that, that he coached. So, 
Um, but I, don't, it was, I would say if you look at the transfer point, it's worked out in, in LSU's favor for the most part. Now, look, they lost Ricks to Alabama this year. You know, they lost some, some other players. But, you know, for the most part, I think that uh, it's a net, net positive for LSU for the whole program. No, it, it was. And I'm not talking about that type of transfer. I'm talking, like you said, uh, the Ricks, the defensive back that transferred to right. Alabama who happened to have a quote-unquote injury last season, so could have to mm-hmm. sit out a bunch of games, which raises all kind of speculation of what was he told during the season. Hey, man, sit out. Come join us next year. You'll get this amount of money, blah, blah, blah. Teams coming out to Keyshawn Boutique, same thing. I mean, actively going out and seeking a player already on a roster of another team who really not necessarily thinking of transferring, as right. opposed to a player who – Grew up in Louisiana, went to play at Arkansas, doing really well. Now, now that he's blown up, kind of, so to speak, he wants to come back home and play at LSU. It's probably his dream school. And so now's his chance to for him to initiate the transfer and for him to do all that and then make the contact. So announce, I'm in the transfer portal. Okay, now I'm in the portal. So, okay, teams, now you can come recruit me. Be interesting on how this all kind of plays out. Mike, I'm going to take a break right here, so let's hang right there. Don't forget about my friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a generator, now's the time. Again, you're just a, uh, we're just a, about a uh, what a month away from again what we deem is again really the heavy part of uh, hurricane season. And can can I just put my hands together and say please spare us this year? <laughs> okay, we've had enough over the last few years of again tropical events uh, in South Louisiana just battering us. Uh, hopefully, again we can go unscathed. But even around, even in these parts, let's face it, it doesn't have to be a tropical event for you to be able to lose power. Uh, the the electrical grid is is not up to standards, and uh, because of that, we're we're in constant danger of again having the power go out. A lot of people are working home now. Okay, you know, so again, middle of your workday, power goes out. What are you supposed to do? Uh, you know, so again, generators are the way to go. If you live uh, in in the metropolitan area, you and you own a home or a business, you have to think about a generator uh, for your home or business. It almost has to be a prerequisite to to, to buying or having a uh, to buying a home or having a business. Burkhardt are the experts. Jason Burkhardt will sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for for a, in terms of a generator, because there are many many different um, uh, opportunities when it comes to generators. Uh, also. Um, that once you guys come to an agreement, they'll put you on a, on the calendar for a single day install. Their gr- their crew, and they've got a couple crews that put, they put these um, generators in in your home, are again experts. Uh, following code, making sure they put it in the proper place so they're not putting your family in danger of carbon monoxide poisoning or something going wrong. And then, of course, you can also finance that over time with low monthly payments. New install quality check after one month. And, of course, 24-7, 365 emergency service with a warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need for your generator. Folks, generator sales and service, I want you to think Burkhardt. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating Generator Sales and Service. It's acpromise.com. acpromise.com. It is the William Grant Family Distillers Friday Extravaganza. It's a Friday. The weekend is here. Reach for a William Grant product. We'll be right back. Inside New Orleans. If it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon. And available online anytime 
at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Try Taco Bell's new cheesy double beef burritos now. A melty three-cheese blend with nacho cheese sauce and double the seasoned beef in classic and spicy. At participating stores for a limited time while supplies last. Prices vary, tax extra. Double the seasoned beef as compared to beefy melt burrito. Look out for an accident that's blocking the shoulder on 10 eastbound between Loyola and Williams. And your delay is going to be solid on 10 eastbound from Loyola to Power. And delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. 10 westbound delays are solid from Morrison to Downman. And delays pick back up 10 westbound from North Claiborne to Canal. And delays stretch 10 westbound from Causeway to just past Clearview. On the 610 on the eastbound side, delays are steady from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. Also, if you're traveling eastbound along the Crescent City Connection, your delays are solid from just before Chapatulas to the Camp Street exit. Also, look out for delays on the westbound side along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Look out for an accident, St. Claude at Louisa. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. This is the William Grant family still is Friday extravaganza. Don't forget about my friend, the Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. You know they got you covered. 
Uh, largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, something for everyone's budget. They're never going to hard sell you. They're going to let you take a look at again, what fits your budget. And then, of course, uh, once you decide, uh, remember, there is financing available, wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Uh, and then, of course, keeping your, your vehicle on the road with ASC certified technicians, the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership. Oh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, they, they've got even more de- of the diagnostic equipment than you get at the dealership. Some stuff that, again, I don't think the dealership uh, has. And uh, I'll tell you this right now. Uh, the experts when it comes to, again, operating uh, the, the, uh, the equipment to keep your car on the road. Again, modern equipment to keep your car on the road. Then you got the Piazza standing behind the work. Uh, Tony Piazza Sr., Tony Piazza Jr., uh, you know, again, out in, 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 the, um, in the office, in, in, in the garage, uh, Tony's wife, Tony's daughter in the office, truly a family-owned and operated business. And, they, and they've been around since 1972. You don't stand around in New Orleans, especially working on uh, autom- automotive, in the automotive industry, keeping cars on the road, unless you're, you're trustworthy and you're doing the job right. That's the Piazza family. Hickory and Airline in Metairie open at eight. Uh, look at Monday, open Monday through Friday from eight to six. Saturday from eight to three. Five zero four seven three seven one five five eight is the phone number. Hey, go to SouthernTire.com. You can check out everything they provide for their customers, but also they got that diagnostic page for you that you can troubleshoot what's wrong with your vehicle. When you figure it out, bring it on to Southern Tire and they'll take care of it for you. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Southern Tire Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Mike Fazan is our, our guest. Hot off the bench podcast uh, and Fazan football podcast and blog. Uh, Mike, I know you're a huge fan of, of Tiger Woods uh, at the British Open, not going to make the cut. Uh, very difficult for him, especially, again, as the days went on uh, with his injury. Uh, he's not old enough to get on the senior tour yet. Uh, but, again, it looks like that uh, uh, this is – there was a lot of hope that he would be going to – at least going to all the majors, right, and, and, and trying to compete there. Uh, he had a real tough time uh, at the Open this week. Uh, just give me your thoughts on Tiger. Give me your thoughts on what you saw. Well, I mean, listen, I didn't really, I didn't see him playing, but the Br- British Open's courses are brutal. The conditions are brutal. The roughs are crazy. The the the, the, the sand track. I mean, everything. The bunkers. And and a guy in his shape, he's not ready for the senior tour and and regular years. But if you count dog years, which is what Tiger should be counted with all the surgeries and then the major act, car accident he's had. Uh, I think they should grandfather him in because uh, I think he's pretty much done on the regular circuit. Uh, he, his body just doesn't have the stamina to, to, to go four rounds. So you think there should be an exception for him? He should get an exception to go into the senior tour? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, come on, it's Tiger Woods. How much, how much would these – these boring tours uh, draw oh. if Tiger Woods is playing. Are you kidding me? With the senior tour yeah. would draw if he if he became part of it? Oh, come on! Yeah. It'd be must see TV. Plus, again, there would be cities clamoring for a senior for a senior a spot on the senior tour. And I mean, I mean, he'd dominate. But I mean, so what? I mean, it's Tiger. People want to see Tiger Woods winning. They don't want to see him not making a cut. And it's it's brutal watching a a guy who was so great. Yes. You know, and, and I mean, it happens to everybody. Every athlete goes through this, and, and you pull, you factor in the injuries. You know, and right? Near death. Well, the back injury first, and then of course the car accident, which which again, surgery, you know, sealed back it. Surgeries were tough. I mean, who's to right. say he would have come back fully from the back surgeries without re-injuring? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just the way you know how to, you know, you, sure. 
at one time. I know I played a, oh, a little bit. I've never been dude, a weekend. I turned the wrong way and I'm out. Okay, so out. I know you're out. And I don't care what shape you're in. When you talk about your lumbar spine or your thoracic spine, when you're swinging a golf club, forget it. And then the, you know the the position your body's in. If you're in a different, you know, if you got to come out of a, a you know a, a bad lie, a bad lay mm-hmm. where you got one leg up, one leg down. You're trying to, you know, it's just over with. And then you're competing mm-hmm. with the best of the best in the whole world. Sure. It's just not. And they're younger than you. Not, and they're younger than you, and they all right. want to kick your butt. Right. So, and now they smell blood in the water because Tiger's not what he once was. Yeah. So, and, um, and, and, but he's still a draw. I mean, again, it's a shame he won't be there on the weekend because a lot more people will be watching, uh, but it is what it is. Mike, Saints yeah. go to camp in two weeks. Um, I got to ask you, uh, Michael Thomas, again, um, he's been out a while now, had the surgery late. Um, Again, you you look at, uh, at, at at Thomas right now just on the um, on the videos that he's put out. Uh, you can see he's not as sharp and precise on his cuts that he once was. For a guy that again has has, uh, has helped so many people come back from injury, it, it how do you think they're going to handle him in camp? Do you think it's going to be a you know they're going to be very very slow and deliberate with him? Uh, they're going to put him out there because him and, and, and Winston need some time together to be able to work together. How do you think it's going to play out during camp? Well, I mean, I think obviously it'll be based on what kind of shape he's in and, and how far he is. he's recovered from his injury. You can't force that. And as, as bad a PR as it could be that he's not ready yet, I mean, if he's not, he's not. And we'll know if he's ready or not by how they use him in camp. Uh uh, there'll be a all there'll be a, a ton of eyes out there for every practice, of reporters and fans and um, watching him, and just watching his every move, every step, and and how the Saints are handling him in practice, easing him in or just throwing him in or limiting his reps, limiting his reps, and that'll tell you what that'll speak about, a lot about what kind of shape he's in and if he's ready or not. See if if he's ready to go, if he's one hundred percent, he's got to go. He's got to get in there because he's got to get back in football shape. But if he's, but then you don't want to risk, you know, injuring him again. So it's a tough, uh, it's a tough call. But I, you know, just sitting here thinking as I'm talking, I probably wouldn't be surprised if they held him, regardless of his condition, if they just waited until regular season. You yeah, I, I think that he needs the work with with Jameis Winston, I, uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I do think, think they're going they're going to be cautious with him. I don't think they're going to just throw him out there. Yeah, I don't I don't know if you'll see a preseason game, honestly. Well, neither will Jameis. He's not playing right. preseason. They'll, 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 that's right. There's only three I mean, games now, so maybe I don't know, maybe one. I'm trying to think. Did, did they? I'm trying to think. Did they play? Did they did play Jameis last year in, the, in at least one preseason game? Right? I believe they he did. He played in all of them. Didn't he? he played in three. Yeah, he played in three? Okay. Last year, they had three last year. No, no, three last year. They went to 17 games. He played in two because right. Taysom Hill started the first game and then Jameis started the game that was played at home. I didn't even know when mm-hmm. game three was played. Right. But, uh, you know, I think the kids think, from Notre Dame played that game. But right. uh, I think they, but was no, the game no, three canceled because of the, because of Hurricane? Probably. So. I think, right. yeah, I think it was. But I don't game think three. he would have played that game anyway. Anybody, I don't think anybody in a two-deep rotation plays that last 
preseason. No, no, game. there's no way in the world, especially with this team right now. All right, we got a All few right. minutes left. I want to ask you, um, as they go to camp, uh, any, any uh, I hate to use the word concern, uh, but any position that uh, you think the, or, or position you'll be king on? Let me say that. Any position you'll be king on? Well, the thing about it is um, I'm a little concerned about quarterback now uh, if it's going to be Jameis. Because um, of the I injury? No, I mean, I told you last week when Sean broke down the film and showed, showed right. the misses that he had, I wasn't because the Saints were winning. Mm-hmm. I, and maybe as he played along, those misses would have become fewer and fewer because he would have had more time to get into his rhythm. Right. So, and um, yeah, and the injury. I mean, anytime you're a quarterback coming off an ACL like that, mm-hmm. um, it's always, there's always a question mark. Now, what's going on with Mike Thomas? We've got to watch that. But I think the wide receiver position without, with or without Mike Thomas is 1,000% improved from the last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And tight end. We need to watch tight end and see what's going on there. We'll say this again. Uh, two people told me this week, uh, Ricardo LaCampo on the TV show and then Ross Jackson yesterday, Juwan Johnson has put on 20 pounds of muscle. So uh, he's going to be—he's going to look like a tight end this year. Yeah, and he's um, you know, got he, caught, he caught the ball well for them last year. No doubt, and he's got wide receiver skills. It, it yes. kind of will put your mind of a Henry Childs going way back, or yeah, went way back. Yeah, you're or right. A poor man, Jimmy Graham. But mm-hmm. another position to me would be left tackle. I know I, you were talking with somebody early in the week, and y'all were talking whether or not they should start the rookie or Hurst. Right. And my mind, I think you start the rookie because you can always go to Hurst if the rookie doesn't pan out. But if mm-hmm. you start Hurst and he doesn't work out, or worse yet, if he's playing great, <laughs> what do you do with your first round draft pick? Right. So you I know, would, but they've always used that tackle eligible to kind of ease those young tackles in. You know, I mean that's that's kind of the one. That's kind of what they've done. But well, we uh, if it's close, I you know, say. But if it's close, I wonder how which way they're going to go. They're going go with the vet. They're going to go with the rookie. Oh, you go with the rookie because we they've tried tackled eligible with people like Zach Street, who was a sixth round draft choice, mm-hmm. the number one pick. I mean, a second pick in the first round, but still a number a first round. Yes. Pick. Oh, I'm still first round pick. Come on. And he's going to be he's get paid first round rookie money, and mm-hmm. he he apparently. Um, it's a devastating run blocker, and who knows? I mean, you know, by the time the season's ready to start, it might not even be a contest. If he can get right. his footwork down for his pass block, and Hurst will be the tackle eligible. Yeah, and, and but the good thing about Hurst is he plays multiple positions. He's your swing guy. At that point, he yeah. swings from center to – I mean, from, from guard to tackle uh, if, yeah. if you need him. Again, you know, see if Ruiz doesn't, doesn't work out, if, if Pete's hurt. He's probably the first guy off the bench at that point at the guard position. I think the offensive line's in good shape. You know what? I'm still worried about Ruiz. And, and, and again, you mentioned the, uh, the, the, the film study with Sean, and, and I'll tell you, I'll, I'll reiterate what I said last week. The problem with Jameis was, was his mechanics. He wasn't stepping into his throws. On every one of those, those, those plays that Sean showed, I went back and I had the DVR and I looked at it. I did it in slow motion. It was him not stepping into his throws. Now, How's that going to affect him coming off an ACL injury? Because if you go back in the history of Jameis Winston, he's been erratic when, again, his mechanics are off. You know, we didn't see that with Drew Brees. His mechanics were always perfect. And, again, yeah. we got spoiled by that. 
This guy has to, again, has to really concentrate on his mechanics in order to be effective. Well, I told this to myself last season, and for the most part when Jameis was playing, I was disciplined enough not to compare him to, oh, to what Drew Brees would have done in that situation. Like, Drew Brees would have made this throw, and he passed up on it. I made myself not do that because you can't – it's not fair to Winston. Drew Brees is an all-time Hall of Fame quarterback. Winston's still trying to fight his way back into a, a being a starting quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, but having said that, as soon as you said the the two words, Cesar Ruiz, man, I, I thought, <laughs> dude, you just you just burst in my my you pop my balloon <laughs> with the <laughs> offensive line because, right? I just I'm like, I never here's what I didn't get. You draft a guy who's a center who had played center his entire career, and you move him to guard. The year before, you draft a guard who can play center for you, and you move him to center. Now, yeah, absolutely has to. McCoy obviously turns into a really good center, if not a great center eventually. But Ruiz, again, is, I mean, when, when they drafted him, you thought it was going to be the other way around, right? They, they were going to move Ruiz to center and move McCoy back to guard. And, and, and he struggled at, at guard last year. So, you know, the question is, can he and play I the position? Do I remember that Ruiz? Did have to move over to center for He did uh, when 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 McCoy went down early, remember? And did and Rock did Morton well. moved into his spot. And he did fairly well. Um so they'll have to work that out, but I think um well I mean shoot, he's definitely the weak link of that situation if, if he's at guard. Yep. I mean, hey He's gonna have to prove it this year. Slide over to guard and let Ruiz play center. That might be the best of our worlds. That's what I've been talking about for a long time. That might guy, again. That might be the only way to, to be able to salvage it. Who was the guy? But do you take a top center and move him over simply because your guard is not playing well? I mean, it, it, it's 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 a tough look. We'll see. It's a different guy in charge now. Okay, and we'll see again ultimately what Dennis Allen's going to do when when it comes to those type of situations. Mike, we got about a minute and a half left. Tell the folks about the podcast, how they can catch your blog, how they can follow you on social media. Suzanne on football on the Anchor app. Um, Hot Off the Bench with Scott Craig and myself on the podcast app. And Suzanne on football blog on the um, blog spot Google app. And uh, Michael Fazan at Twitter. On Twitter. At Michael Fazan. Thanks so much for your time as always, my friend. Always fun, my brother. Check in with you next week. Mike Fazan with us each and every week again here on, on the first hour. Second hour this week, it'll be, uh, it'll be uh, Arnie Filco, civic leader, who's going to join us for the program. We're going to talk about uh, stadiums, going to talk about the new soccer league that might be coming, minor league baseball. We'll get into all that. Uh, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, no matter where you live. AC goes down, Burkhart can be there. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. Nate certified technicians only doing the work that's necessary, never gouge you, never cheat you. And, of course, again, a company that stands behind their work. Now look, every, look, construction's not easy, okay? Things happen. But you've got to have a company that's willing, if something does go wrong, that's willing to jump in and, and take care of it. Burkhardt is all those things. For a company to trust, it's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. It's the William Grant family that's still this Friday extravaganza. We'll be right back. 
Hire a cash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Opelman. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoying the terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Francesca is offering a menu that includes family meals, daily specials, delicious sides, award-winning pizza, New Orleans best burgers, poor boys muffaladas, and family recipes. A St. Louis-style deli with sandwiches and sodas. Wine and beer also available. Check out our menu online at francescadeli.com. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-266-2511. Dine indoors, dine outdoors, or use our delivery services. That's Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Oceanic Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceanic Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceanic Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Trust the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your car. Like five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil, just $32.95. Extend the life of your vehicle, improve performance, and protect your engine against sludge and wear with Mobile One full synthetic. On sale now at O'Reilly Auto Parts and O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Dell's Black Friday in July sale is here. Now's your chance for a refresh with savings up to $500 off select computers like the XPS and select Alienware systems, taking performance to the next level with Intel Core processors. Plus, shop special deals on top accessories. Great financing available with a Dell preferred account and free shipping. Upgrade today by calling 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Direct is celebrating your golden moments with a spectacular summer store-wide sale. This Friday through Sunday, three days of extra savings, 20% off Diamonds Direct's already unbeatable prices on a multi-million dollar selection of rings, earrings, bands, bracelets, virtually everything's on sale. Plus, top jewelry designers are here with all new collections. It's the buying opportunity of the season. Extra savings store-wide this Friday through Sunday only and only at Diamonds Direct. Details and more at DiamondsDirect.com. 
Today's program brought to you by the William Grant Family Distillers, independent, independent family distillers since 1887. Hendricks Gin, Lago Tequila, Reka Vaca. Hendricks again, Neptunia Gin. Don't forget about the all-star lineup of scotches, Glenfiddich Scotch Whiskey, Balvini Scotch Whiskey, Grant Blended Scotch Whiskey, and also Monkey Shoulder. Uh, Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey, Florida Kanye Nicaraguan Rum, Sailor Jerry Rum, also Fistful of Bourbon Whiskey, and uh, also Hudson Bourbon, all part of the portfolio of William Grant. Get out there and enjoy a William Grant product this weekend. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Thanks to Mike Vazan for joining us. Arnie Filco joins us in hour number two. Stick around. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's.
Hour number two of Inside New Orleans is the William Grant family still this Friday extravaganza. Reach for a William Grant product. Whether you're heading to your favorite spirit store, you know, you're stocking up for the weekend. Or uh, maybe, again, you're heading to your favorite uh, restaurant. Uh, maybe it's time to throw back a couple at your favorite bar, your favorite watering hole. Uh, again, insist on a William Grant products. Uh, we'll tell you more about those great products in just a moment. Independent family still since 1887. You are listening to 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Eric Asher taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Thank you so much uh, for joining us on the program. Certainly appreciate it. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. Hey, free download for your smartphone or tablet. Not only can you catch the show live there, you catch our, our, our podcast on those uh, apps as well. Nash, F- NashFM1061.com, EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Uh, our podcast is, does everybody want to sing it for me? Everywhere. Anchors our home base on your favorite podcasting platform. Search Inside New Orleans Show uh, on uh, on your favorite podcasting platform. You'll find it. And uh, this week on the award meeting Inside New Orleans Sports, it's uh, Ricardo LeCamp of uh, Channel 4 Sports. Uh, tonight, 9 o'clock on Pelican, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Dew. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. It's already up on our social media platforms for you. At Eric underscore Ash on Twitter, Eric Ash on Facebook. Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. It's also on the WLETV YouTube page. And by the end of the weekend, it'll be at ericasher.com. So uh, get out there and check out the show at your leisure. And we appreciate you checking us out. And uh, actually, they gave me the numbers this past week on the number of views on YouTube, and it's exploding. So thank you so much. Uh, again, for those that, that watch on Pelican, watch on WLAE TV 1, 2, or 3, uh, or again, are, are checking us out on YouTube, thank you so much for doing that. And thank you for listening to our, our radio show as well. We appreciate that. We appreciate, your, your, again, your support of our great sponsors. Remember, to find out more about uh, the sponsorships of this program, uh, those great sponsors that, again, that, uh, that uh, put this show on, Hey, all you do is go to ericasher.com. There's a slideshow to sponsor, sponsor our program. We've made it easy for you. Click on the icon. It takes you right to their website, name, address, everything you need to know about the, the, the sponsors right there for you uh, at ericasher.com. All right, don't, don't forget again, today's program is brought to you by our friends at William Grant, independent family distilled since 1887. And, of course, uh, just, again, the hottest spirits on the market. Hendrix Gin, Malaco Tequila, Reka Vodka. Man, just look, I'll tell you before, George Laureano's a genius, okay? He was on this program about a year ago after the state legislature, again, approved the little bitty, um, uh, the little bitty airplane bottles. Uh, they, they are legal in Louisiana now. If you don't want to go buy a whole fifth, okay, uh, then, look, the easiest thing to do is go to, go to one of the high-end spirit stores, and they have the little airplane bottles. Grab a bunch of the airplane bottles of, again, these different spirits and try them yourselves. I've been talking about them for years now. I'm telling you, you will be, again, pleasantly surprised. They'll be your go-to spirits. Then, of course, if you're a scotch drinker, I don't have to sell it, okay, because it sells itself. Uh, you're talking about award-winning scotches, Glenfiddich Scotch Whiskey, the Valvini Scotch Whiskey, Grant's Blender Scotch Whiskey, Monkey Shoulder, uh, that, that lineup of, um, of uh, uh, bourbons, Fistful of Bourbon Whiskey, Hudson Bourbon Whiskey, Florida Kanye Nicaraguan Rum, Sailor Jerry Rum is part of the portfolio of, of rums uh, with William Grant. And every bottle of Sailor Jerry Rum purchased in Louisiana, a portion of those proceeds go to the God Foundation, www.gotourtroops.org. Remember, that's tax-deductible donation, too. Taking care of them, again, active military members, retired military members and their family, pardon me, utility bills, mortgage payments, rent, insurance premiums, living expenses, necessary home repairs. Look, I can't think of a time in, in, in our recent history where those that have served us uh, that live in South Louisiana don't need more help because of everything we had to deal with with the tropical events over the last few years. 
Uh, you can give directly to the Gott Foundation. Again, treat yourself. Get your bottle, yourself a bottle of Sailor Jerry rum, and of course those proceeds go uh, to the Gott Foundation. Tell them we'll do Irish whiskey. It's the second largest selling Irish whiskey in all the world. So get out there and, again, enjoy one of the brands uh, of William Grant, independent family distiller since 1887. Two really weird um, stories this week that have kind of cropped up. You know, first of all is um, – Jim Inkster, the legend, right? I mean, again, the legend, Louisiana Network. His show has been on in Baton Rouge uh, for, for a lot. I'm in this thing 20, I think he's in 30, maybe 35 years he's been in, been in radio since he left LSU, right? Um, he had Trina Edwards on, the widow of Edwin Edwards. Um, and they had a, a frank discussion about, uh, you know, the, the one-year anniversary of Edwin Edwards' passing. And in the, in, the co- in the context of the conversation, through the course of the conversation, she opened up to Jim Inkster saying that she has a new beau. She has a new boyfriend. And it's none other than former Louisiana State Senate President and Louisiana House Speaker John Alario, who happens to be 78 years old. Uh, Trina Edwards is 43. Uh, and uh, so she tells Inkster that, that she's got a type. And I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe she was thinking type meaning older men, and I'm thinking, no, old, white, corrupt politicians. That's your type. Uh, but nevertheless, that, that was mind-blowing. And then she went on to say that actually Edwin Edwards was trying to fix uh, her and John Alario up before he died. Kept saying how, how great of a guy he would be. John Alario, by the way, they've been seeing each other six months, bought her a house already. Well, i tell you what, for a guy that, 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 is, um, that uh, is an accountant, does done pretty well for himself uh, to be able to, again, just buy a house for your girlfriend. It's not bad. Uh, it goes to show you. Working in the state legislature all those years, pretty profitable, no doubt about it. And then the other one is, <laughs> it's just mind-blowing. It really is. It was Switzerland two weeks ago. She came back to make sure that she could party over at the, over at the, uh, at the, the Essence Fest. And, of course, the mayor is at it again. Uh, she has uh, left, and she is in France. Uh, Antibes, uh, Juan Les Pins, ten, uh, France. She is there. She is there for their Jazz and Heritage Festival, their Jazz Festival. Uh, she is signing a sister city agreement, most like she did with Escona, Switzerland, a few weeks ago. Meanwhile, the city burns. The city has issues with, with crime. We've had multiple children uh, wounded this week by, by again, guns. Uh, you know, I, just, I can go on and on and on. Uh, this is a mayor that, again, that, that, like I said, she's laughing at everyone that voted for her and the ones that didn't show up on election day to vote against her. This is a four-year term that has been filled with, again, nothing but trips and parties that have been paid for uh, by taxpayers. Um, meanwhile, New Orleans suffers. She's living the life of luxury now that's being paid by taxpayers. And I'm, I'm going to say this again. Taxpayers' fault. All we have to do is stand up in unison and say no more of these, no more of these political junkets. We will not pay for you to go to another country to be a sister city. What has it done? Economically, what has it done? You show me again from an economic standpoint what that has done in terms of Ascona, Switzerland, and, and now Antibi, Juan, Les Pins, in terms of what it's bringing to the city of New Orleans. These are nothing but political junkets taken by, again, term-limited, um, in a lot of cases, politicians who know they can't get voted out now. So, again, they're, they're going to, again, take trips on the, city's, on the city taxpayer dime. I promise you, I was not there, but I can promise you. She knew going into this second term, she grabbed somebody in, in her staff and said, find me as many sister cities as I can on the European continent, okay, and, and we're going we're gonna to travel uh, during this uh, during this, this term. So the mayor, again, once again, out of the country, 
out of the country on the city's dime, uh, signing another sister agreement. You know she likes to party all the time. Wait, do I hear that jet plane going? Is she on another trip? Is she heading elsewhere? I mean, I, I know I live pretty close to the airport. Is that, is, that the mayor's, is that the mayor's jet? There it goes. The one and only Mayor Latoya Cantrell. She parties all the time. Wow. Wow, it gets away with it. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Thank you, Rudy Dixon. Appreciate it very much. All right. Let's turn our attention to what's going on in the city. Someone who cares very much for the city. Somebody who, again, if it was mayor of the city, wouldn't be taking these junkets. And, and a guy that, again, that gives back continuously, whether it is through, um, whether it's through again, the nonprofits that he's been involved in. You know, I said this the other day about my good friend Arnie Philco. When, when, you, when you talk about Arnie, every facet of his life, and this is all for his family as well. His children do this. His wife is involved in this. They've always given back. And it's one of the things that, that, that I, I really love about the guy. Another thing is he's, he is a guy that cannot be corrupted, okay? Uh, you know, you've got individuals that, you know, that may you, maybe you know, people that, well, again, that, that have served in government uh, that are looking for theirs because maybe they're not getting paid as much. Uh, this guy is incorruptible, and, and he's proven it throughout his lifetime. Every place he's been, in terms of, again, where he has, he has decided to take his talents, he's left it better. He came to New Orleans. For the most part, he saved the New Orleans Saints. Saints would be in San Antonio right now if he didn't stand up and, again, and blow the whistle on what was going on in the aftermath of, of Hurricane Katrina. Cost him his dream job as vice president of, New Orleans, of the New Orleans Saints. Uh, since then, he hasn't been able to get back into the NFL. Uh, he won't say it, but I'll say it. He got blackballed. And, and, then, and then, of course, uh, uh, seeing a void in leadership here in this city, uh, a guy that's never run for political office before, ran for city council, became the city councilman at large, uh, the council president, and again, led this city when we, had, when we were devoid of leadership with, with Ray Nagin when he was mayor, and led a council that, again, that really, again, pushed us through the t- really dark days after Katrina. Ends up, again, uh, uh, you know, his deal always was serve and go home. Got to the point where, again, the corruption and everything that was going on in City Hall, uh, enough was enough. Ended up getting an opportunity to go to the, to the NBA players, uh, Retired Players Association. He, again, in just a short time, left that, that entity in much better shape than it did. The retired players getting more money and getting more benefits than they ever had before Arnie was there. And he's back in New Orleans now, and what's he doing? Heading the Jewish Federation. And as, again, the, the, the head of the Jewish Federation, he has his hands in so many other philanthropic uh, um, entities and civic entities continuing to get back to the city. I'm proud to call him my friend. He is a friend of New Orleans. He may not be New Orleans born, but he's New Orleans certified. Welcome, Arnie Filco, to the show. Arnie, how you doing? Hey, Eric, how are you? Nice to be uh, with you. I, thank you so much for that introduction. That, that is very nice. That is the, that only, is the truth. I only, I only hope, I used to do when I was on the city council, when you were on the air and you always finish your show from the, what is it, from the, the dog from the catcher, the, the governor, the they all got to go? 
Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, you need to create just a little exception there, you know, maybe for the city council president. But uh, no, we, we did. Really there was nice an exception you there. You. you know, we've added the mayor to that now, right? We actually go from the dog catcher to the governor that includes the mayor. They all oh, got to go. Oh, that's right. That, that's right. It was the governor. It was one. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was the governor. And look, that was a time. Look, that was obviously when Blanco was there. And, and, and look, I was the first one really coming out and saw uh, and saw right through Bobby Jindal. C.B. Fergoston was the was the, was the driving force behind that. My many conversations on the on and off the air about, about Bobby Jindal. We, I saw it was coming there. And then, of course, you know, you know, the mayors that we've had from Nagan to Landrew to now Cantrell. Oh, give me a break. So devoid of leadership. Arnie, welcome to the show. I wanted to bring you on today for several reasons. First of all, you're a sports guy. Your background in sports, but again, you've got a unique perspective because you've also been a civic leader. You've again, you've been a political leader. You've led, you've led a um, uh, a, 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 a a major major football entity in terms of again a NFL team on the business side, and of course now continue to, to again uh, do a lot of civic and philanthropic work here in the city. So first of all, thank you on, on behalf of all of New Orleans. We're glad you're back in New Orleans, and we're glad again you're giving back. This week it was it was it was talked about the Ninth Ward Stadium, and, and of course we all know what happened with again the money that was abused and and and, and ultimately uh, ultimately stolen or lost a million dollars. I told you when you were telling when you were telling me about going after the stadium and trying to get the stadium built. I told you you were crazy. I told you it was toxic. I told you stay away from it. Okay, but in typical Arnie Fico fashion, you pulled together a group of individuals. Uh, again, those that are again that are that are involved with Carver, those that are that have been involved in philanthropic um, uh, 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 things here in the city, and even again guys like Deuce McAllister who put their name on this to really be again a driving force to get this stadium. You guys are pretty close to getting the money to be able to get this done. Why don't you take it from here? Give us the uh, what the idea was behind it. Why you got involved in it after again giving campaign money uh, the first time around to try to get this thing built, and, and why you jumped in and really have kind of uh, been, been a spearhead in getting this done. I'm happy to do that, Eric. I, I have to tell you, aside from my great job that I have as CEO of the Jewish Federation, about ninety. Five percent of my uh, rest of my life has been involved uh, the last few years and the last, especially the last six months, in two topics: the Ninth Ward Stadium, and um, and the topic of Ukraine. And I just want to spend thirty seconds on Ukraine. Um, Please it's do. Not in the news. It's not in the news right now. And I I listen to all the pundits. Uh, and I'm speaking to everyone in New Orleans and everyone in our country. Please don't forget Ukraine. Uh, yes, I have a personal investment because my daughters were adopted there. Their family is there. I'm concerned about them. But Ukraine is a, uh, a living democracy. And what has happened to the country and to the people with, you know, 10 million having to, uh, to leave their country um, is just a travesty. And what Putin from Russia has done to this country and its people um, is a war crime. And all I ask is keep it in your top of mind issue. Keep it in your prayers. Eventually, hopefully the war is going to end. And, you know, I'm, I'm already trying to get involved in, in some of the rebuilding efforts because it's a beautiful country with beautiful people. I've been there a few times. And, um, you know, with everything else in our country right now, you know, our, our attention span is about 10 seconds. And it's gone from the top of the news to hardly hearing about it anymore. So in any event, that's my editorial. Um, the Ninth Ward Stadium is really exciting. Um, so 
Eric, you know a little bit of this. This goes back now, I guess, 14 years, maybe 15 years, when a, um, when, when a guy um, came to New Orleans, uh, became the athletic director at uh, Carver High School, and had this idea of building a, a really beautiful stadium called Field of Dreams. I got national attention. President Obama actually mentioned it. Uh, at one point, Anderson Cooper came to New Orleans from CNN uh, and talked about it. And, um, you know, the gentleman stayed in New Orleans for um, a number of years. He raised nearly a million dollars. And um, I'll be honest, I mean, I got involved because I was, as you said, I was a donor. I had some council campaign money left as I was leaving council. I thought this was a terrific project for our city. And, um, you know, Brian approached me and, and I made the contribution. Um, Brian left town. A new group took it over. Uh, this is, uh, I think, 2014 or so. Um, and, you know, without going into the past, basically they, you know, they went through almost a million dollars of money with nothing to show for it. They, they did buy some lights that maybe are reusable and, you know, they bought field turf. That's probably not. Um, but they went through the money with no stadium to show for it. Um, one of the media members in our community, you know, or two of them, you know them, uh, Lee Zurich from Fox Aid and Jeff Duncan from Now the Advocate, uh, did a story in 2019, a four-part series, talking about this project and the history. And I have to tell you, when I heard about it, I got sick. I didn't know about it. I had left town for a few years for the NBA uh, job, and I just couldn't believe that nothing had happened. Uh, yeah, you know, I was kind of waiting for a groundbreaking and opening of a stadium, but literally nothing happened. And as soon as the story aired, I, I called many, including yourself. And, um, and I said, look, we're, we're going to we're going to build this stadium. Okay. It's going to take a little time and rebuilding a trust, but we're going to get it back. So we did form a new corporation, uh, ninth Ward stadium, Inc. Uh, we have 10 board members, very diverse, some, some people very familiar in the community to some that are not, that are just community people. They have been working so diligently along with myself for three years. I'm the chairman of the board. And, um, you know, we everything has gone up in price. Um, you know, what was going to be a $4 million stadium is now a $9 million stadium. Uh, but the good news is, as we talk today, we've raised $6.8 million. Uh, kudos to our elected officials, Congressman Carter, um, got us a $3 million earmark. This was the first year that the earmark program came back uh, into existence after 10 years. And we were able to get another $3.8 million from the state legislature the last two years in capital outlay. So we, we've got $2.2 million left to go. We are now going you know, exclusively to the private sector, um, making presentations virtually every day. And if there's anybody listening from the corporate community or if you have a foundation, you know, I'd love to talk to you. We we're at the, you know, we're at the 20 yard line trying to get into the end zone right now. And uh, we're going to get there. The hope is we can finish fundraising by the fall and break ground early next year and have a have a beautiful, beautiful stadium uh, open by football season 2024. If, if we can get it all done. And just a couple of quick things about the project. Um, sure. The Upper Ninth Ward, which is where this is, it's, two, it's basically a block and a half north of Carver High School, mm -hmm. um, bordered by Almanaster. So if you've ever been in the high rise and you get to Louisa, 
Uh, if you will look down, you will see the stadium when it's built, which how awesome is that going to be at night, seeing this beautiful complex all lit up. Um, we hope to have a really interesting exterior. One of the things I'd like to do is to honor um, great leaders and people from the Ninth Ward, not just athletes, but, but people that have, have um, you know, demonstrated great success in music and sports and academics. Uh, we hope to open a Hall of Fame for public school uh, New Orleans to honor the student athletes from uh, New Orleans. We're going to be trying to build within the grandstands a community room that year-round nonprofits uh, can use, irrespective of sports. And we're in, I think I could say this a little publicly, but, you know, we're in some pretty serious discussions with Demario Davis, who is just a fabulous guy, by the way, besides being one of the best players in the NFL. Yeah. He, is an, he is salt of the earth and one of the, the, the nicest and greatest people I've met in the sports field. And he's doing an academic project nearby at, uh, at Delgado, but he is interested in building a practice field next to the stadium, which would be great because we could allow young kids and everybody else to have another venue outside of just a stadium itself. Um, so I'm very excited. We're, we're almost there. Uh, we still have some work to do. We've got to get $2.2 million. to it um they will once we've raised the money they will actually go they will not operate it so people don't need to worry about a city of new orleans or a public entity operating and a stadium going into disrepair it will be bid out through a public bid process to a third-party management firm specializing in sports stadia so we will have experts running it um it'll be open to all public middle and high schools in new orleans It'll be the home field for Carver, so they'll get some priority. But every other school, especially those in the eastern part of the city, um, that really need another facility in New Orleans, uh, it'll be open to them. And um, so we're, we're just raring to go. You know, many thanks to my board. They're phenomenal. Uh, and um, to our elected officials, yeah, I mentioned Troy Carter. I got to mention uh, Senator Joe Bowie. And Representative Candace Newell, they're from that Upper Ninth Ward District. Um, they were tremendous. Um, and, and many others. We had incredible support in the legislature. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm so excited because it's almost there, you know, from a vision mm -hmm. three years ago. And, yeah, you, Eric, you weren't alone. A lot of people said, why do you need <laughs> this headache? It's a pain in the you-know-what. You know, who's going to give money after, after right. the, the previous debacle? Well, you put your rep um, on the line. You put your rep on the line. I mean, I'm just going to say yeah, it. You did. But, you put your rep on the line. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. But you know what? What difference does it make? I, you know, the reality is anybody that knows me is, is this. I, I love sports, number one. I love youth. I had the great opportunity, as did my kids, to have success in life and academics because of sports. And I want to give these youth in New Orleans an opportunity to have a really nice place. I mean, right now, other than Gormley and City Park, which are especially City Park, not the City Park, uh, Pan American Stadium, right. which is a nice stadium, but it's used so often. We have such a shortage of athletic yes. facilities. And, and look, I grew up in Wisconsin and spent a lot of years in Chicago. When you go up to the Midwest, I mean, literally every high school 
and and many middle schools. I mean, they've got football fields, they've got right. you know soccer complexes, they have track and field, and we just don't in New Orleans because of our you know land shortage and other reasons. So this can be this is the first really significant new stadium that's been opened. Uh, in you know literally decades and i think it's going to be tremendous you know once we get this thing built all right lights will, lights will be there so you can be used at night also you can have field turf so again they can be used year round am i right as far as that goes yeah and then and then and then of course now will it be a multi-purpose facility or football only i know you're gonna have track no 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 tracks are yeah. there it'll be It'll be multi-purpose. It'll have football. Uh, it's going to have the ability for soccer. Okay. It'll have, uh, I can't remember if it's an eight-lane eight or ten-lane track, so that track and field uh, could be done there. Uh, again, it's also going to be open to middle schools, public middle schools. Um, you know, I, I'm, you know, aside from football, I'm very familiar with the soccer community here because my, my yes. daughter was a top goalkeeper. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I, I can tell you my younger daughter plays, went to a public school in New Orleans. Uh, she's in high school now. And the athletic director told me when she was in public school, she, they said, you know, we'd love to have a soccer team here, but we don't we don't have the resources. We don't have a venue. You know, we don't we don't have a place that we could practice or play. And I want to I want to I want the stadium to serve that purpose. Soccer is a terrific sport that's going to be growing uh, in our community and having a facility like this will really allow some of that development to occur. So it'll be multi. And if we get the practice field built uh, with uh, DeMario, you know, again, I think that practice field opens itself up to, you know, other things, you know, some, yes. some younger kids, you know, Merle's, you know, some things that, um, you know, could be done outside of the bigger stadium. Well, congratulations. I know you're almost there. Uh, it's been a, it's been a labor of love for you. And again, we're pulling for you again to be able to pull this off. And, and look, um, you're right. We, we've been talking about a lot on this program for years, uh, the lack of facilities. You know, just recently, again, talking about the Shrine on Airline, uh, that is going to be converted to an all-purpose stadium. I saw the, the renderings the other day. Uh, there's about $20 million available for Jefferson Parish right now uh, through, again, the, the money that was given to the federal government by pand- for the, from the pandemic. Uh, the, uh, uh, the state legislature is putting some money aside as well. There's about $30 million, I think, total that might be available for them to be able to renovate that stadium. They want to make it an all-purpose stadium, uh, uh, you know, for high school, but also for the gold. And, and what I want to talk about next when we come back, which is the, uh, which is the United Soccer League, which was announced yesterday coming to New Orleans, You've been involved in this as well in, in, some, in, in, in some form or fashion. When we come back, I want to talk about that. Then I want to get into, um, I want to get into the NOLA Coalition before we finish. And, of course, minor league baseball, where that is, because you were also, again, uh, part of a group that was trying to bring minor league baseball back to New Orleans. Arnie Filco is with us, again, civic leader, former city council president, and also, again, former vice president of, of the New Orleans Saints. Uh, you're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you in by our friends at William Grant, independent family that's still since eighteen eighty. Henry's Gin, Malago Tequila, Ray Kavaka, Hottest Spirits on the Market. Don't forget about Henry's Neptunia Gin. Again, a limited edition gin on, on the um, market now for you. Only going to be there for a year. Get out there and, again, get that now before, before they run out. Then, 
Of course, that all-star lineup of scotches. Glenfiddich Scotch Whiskey, the Balvini Scotch Whiskey, Grant's Blended Scotch Whiskey, Monkey Shoulder Single Malt, Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. It's the second largest selling Irish whiskey in all the world. Of course, uh, Fistful of Bourbon Whiskey, Hudson Bourbon, the Bourbon Portfolio. The Rum Portfolio is Florida Kanye Nicaraguan Rum and also Sailor Jerry Rum. Every bottle of Sailor Jerry Rum purchased in Louisiana, a portion of those proceeds go to the Gott Foundation, www.gotourtroops.org, giving back to active military members and retired military members and their family, helping them with living expenses, rent, mortgage payments, insurance, uh, necessary home repairs, and also, again, any needs they have. Make sure, again, you give directly to the God Foundation, www.gotourtroops.org, or buy a bottle of Sailor Jerry rum. Uh, we'll be right back after these messages. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Even over the weekend, if your AC breaks down, Burkhardt will be there for you. They have crews that are on call, and, of course, even a Burkhardt uh, employee that answers the phone. Doesn't matter what type of system you have at your home or your business, Burkhardt can service it. So remember, Burkhardt Air Conditioning Heating. It's pretty easy to remember. acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Don't go anywhere. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgater Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgater Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has everything you need for school at prices that won't hold you back. Right now, Staples comp books and number two pencils are just 50 cents, and two pocket paper folders are just 25 cents each. In store only. Offer in 716. Limit 30. Don't send your kids back to school. Send them forward at Staples. 10 eastbound, your delays are solid right at Loyola. Also, delays pick back up 10 eastbound from just past uh, Elysian Fields to the high-rise. Look out for delays on 10 westbound from Orleans to Canal. Also, look out for delays back picking back up on 10 westbound from Causeway to Clearview. On the 610 on the eastbound side, delays are steady from just past Elysian Fields to the high-rise. And also be mindful of an accident blocking the right lane on 10 westbound near Claiborne. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have handle. 
Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans, brought to you again by the William Grant uh, Independent Family Distillers since 1887. And, of course, their, their uh, portfolio of spirits. Arnie Filco with us. Arnie, let's jump into it quick now. I want, I want to try to catch as many of these topics as we can over the next uh, 15 yep. or so minutes. Um, United Soccer League uh, wants to bring, it, bring in an expansion team here to New Orleans. They're eyeing either, either Zephyr Field or... Or possibly that 39-acre uh, track of land that's right on the riverfront. That again, you guys were looking at with the Saints for a possibility of a stadium there. Uh, you guys were also looking at another group you're involved in, and possibly bringing a, a, a minor league baseball team back to New Orleans, having a stadium there. And of course, now the soccer team talking about possibly building a sports complex there as well. Uh, you've talked to these individuals that are involved in this. Uh, give us a synopsis of what you know and, and what way you th- you know what do you think is going to happen here going forward. Sure, I'm happy to. Let me let me first. Say, I I have not talked to them uh, yet. I you know I I was like everybody else. Got an email yesterday morning uh, with kind of the public announcement that um, the USL was looking at New Orleans uh, with with two principals, and um, I, I do hope to have a conversation next week with with one okay. of them and to to learn more. Um, you know the the. Um, I'll talk about uh, soccer in a minute here. You know, it is interesting because 20 years ago, you know, when the Saints were going through all the new stadium things, I mean, there was a definite interest by ownership in that area that um, is um, upriver uh, from the convention center, which, which is now part of a, you know, a major development project with mm-hmm. the convention center and uh, others that have received the, the award. Um, I mean, look, it's one of the most beautiful sites in New Orleans. I mean, to be able to build an athletic facility, I mean, I don't know if any of your listeners have been to, you know, Pittsburgh or, uh, or Cincinnati or other places where they've built things on water, University of Washington up in Seattle. I mean, it, Knoxville um, for the University of Tennessee. I mean, you know, building, on, building near water is a beautiful um, venue for sports complexes. Um, you know, I'm very interested to learn how far along, um, you know, the, the group is um, in, in, you know, things like the stadium. I had heard the rumblings, like everybody else, of soccer maybe coming to the Shrine, along with rugby and high school football and things like that. But as I read the Advocate article tomorrow, it, it at least, you know, from the writer's opinion, it, it sounds like the first choice is to build a new stadium. Um, so, you know, I'll learn, I'm going to hopefully have a chance to learn more and what their strategies are. I know they have three years, I think, before they're looking to, uh, to begin this, they'll have plenty of time to plan. And, 
you know, they're off to a good start. They kind of formed a crew yesterday. Um, I actually signed up myself, uh, you know, and they're going to go to the community and find out what the community wants and the venue, its name, you know, things like that. And look, with the influx of um, so many international people since Katrina, especially people from Central America and, you know, and um, uh, from Honduras, you know, soccer has, a, I think, a, a future here. Um, when I was with the Saints, we actually put on a few exhibition games, if you remember, Eric. We brought, in, uh, we brought in the women's national team. Mm-hmm. We brought in a professional team from Honduras. And we packed, we packed the stands for those games. So there is an appetite here. Um, you know, I, I just find it, you know, it's fascinating. Uh, number one, that they were under the radar uh, until yesterday, and two, a new stadium is really intriguing. Um, anytime you talk new stadiums in New Orleans, you know I'm, you know my ears kind of perk up, and I'm interested to see how far. So hopefully, I'll learn more mm-hmm. next week. Um, you know, as it relates to minor league baseball, I think everybody that knows my background, you know, before I came to New Orleans, I was president of the historic Southern League, which was a Double A league, one of the most enjoyable jobs I ever had. Um, unfortunately, as you know, uh, a couple of years ago, minor league baseball took over, excuse me, major league baseball took over minor league baseball and they pretty much eliminated the leagues, which is a real shame because I can tell you the Southern league goes back a hundred and some years. Um, everybody, if you go to Carrollton and, um, Tulane Avenue, in fact, there's a sign there now that was yep. the home of the New Orleans Pelicans and, um, you know, just a tremendous league um, with so much history. And when I was president, we wanted New Orleans. That was one of our expansion cities. Uh, but the rules of baseball were that AAA jumps legally AA. And so AAA came here uh, to New Orleans. And it was actually Mr. Benson and the Saints that was my ally. He wanted to buy the AA team and to bring it here, and he just couldn't uh, under the rules of baseball. It, it was a shame when the when the AAA team left town a few years ago. Um, I understand why they did it. You know, minor league baseball today is a lot about facilities and revenue growth, and you know the stadium. You know, needed a lot of work. Will need a lot of work. Um, a couple of years ago, when they left, uh, Walt Leger and Kenny Trahan and you know Ed Daniels, myself. I mean, we we had kind of been a a group to talk minor league baseball. We were trying to get a meeting with the commissioner and um, there just didn't seem to be the enthusiasm and appetite, which is a shame, you know, and this has nothing to do with soccer, by the way, you know, I want soccer to succeed here, but it's just a shame to lose all of that history. And, um, you know, I think Ed Daniel said it right last night on an editorial, you know, you got to have people from this community running and and owning, Um, you it's very difficult for an out-of-towner to come in and know the history and and that's reflected by the name that they took the baby cakes i mean that was really a ridiculous name that has nothing to do with new orleans history or anything and uh it was a nail in the coffin yeah it really was and and look you know kudos to to the saints and the pelicans because they got it you know when they named the nba team the pelicans Mm -hmm. had a rich history with that name and and people appreciate it. You know, if, mm-hmm. as you know, this is a native era. If there's one thing people in New Orleans like is they like their tradition. And, yeah, of course. you know, they don't want to they don't want to give that up. You know, they're open to new people and new ideas and new thoughts. But 
you know, a name like the Baby Cakes, in all honesty, all the all it did is sell merchandise. And I'm not even sure how much it sold, but it was right. a merchandise name. It wasn't geared to try to get people invested. And, uh, you yeah. know, and I think it'll be important for the USL team as they go through it to make sure they've got lots of community investment, lots, you know, a lot of town halls and meetings and getting input and then understanding really the history. And I know one of the gentlemen that's part, that was announced yesterday, you know, was born and raised in New Orleans and worked with the Hornets. So he does have that background, I'm sure, and uh, that'll be very important. Arnie, so it looks like minor league baseball is dead for now, at least for now. Uh, if a, if, but if a, a stadium or a venue was, was built, obviously, again, that would, would attract, you know, a possibility. But, again, the, the question is, again, how could you pull away a, a team from, from another city? And, and the reason why I say this, most of these cities, again, that's, that's their team. It's hard, to, you know, it's hard to pull away a, 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 a team like that from a city that, again, that's all they have. So that, that'll be difficult. And then the other thing I talked to you about today was, you know, why minor league baseball? Why minor league soccer? Why not, again, go after an MLS team? Why not make it a 30,000-seat facility and go after an MLS team? And I found it interesting what, you, what, you, what your thoughts were. Yeah. Well, first of all, on the baseball front, again, it's, it's a shame baseball's not here because we have such a rich tradition of baseball in this community. And, uh, you know, I, I was involved in the building of the Major League Baseball Youth Academy in Gentilly. And if any if anybody has, right. you know, a lot of people don't even know that exists. But please go go over to that facility um, and, and take a look at it. It's magnificent. And the work that Eddie Davis and his team are doing over there with kids teaching base, teaching kids baseball and softball but also learning other aspects of the sports business, it, it's very impressive. Um, it, it's going to be hard for minor league baseball right now to, to get back in the game here unless there's a facility that could accommodate 70 home nights and, um, and, and really have the bills and whistles of, of what double-A baseball or triple-A baseball looks like. Some of these stadiums around the country now, I mean, they're miniature major league baseball stadiums. So it would take quite an investment and interest. And, you know, LSCD, which operates that, would, would need to, you know, to want baseball to come back. Um, you know, so and it's changed so much in two years because now, you know, it used to be the minor league baseball teams were owned by people, you know, individuals that, um, you know, either one team or three or four teams. I mean, today it's, it's owned by Major League Baseball. So, you know, the league and the ownership would need to come into New Orleans and determine that not only do we have the market and, and the business base, but that there's a facility, you know, relatively new that's going to, you know, that they're going to want to play in with their players. So I think it's a little bit more challenging right now, not impossible, right. but, but certainly challenging. You know, in terms of soccer, um, you know, I, I've heard, you know, well, we should have an MLS team. Well, that, that's a wonderful goal. I'm not really sure that we have the market for yet a third major league team. I mean, this is my personal opinion. Um, I mean, I, first of all, very few cities even get two teams. I mean, we're very fortunate to have the NBA and the NFL here. I don't know that um, we have enough of a business base here um, with the pie being, you know, split the way it is to support MLS. Having said that, I think we, I think there's a great, um, uh, tradition here, um, because of the population, um, uh, and the demographics for mm -hmm. soccer to be successful. Um, yes. you know, I, I've, I've been doing, you know, today I, I wanted to do some more research on the USL and 
I mean, when you look at their their top league, um, it's very impressive. I mean, the cities that are involved are many cities much larger than ours. Atlanta, for example, uh, mm-hmm. is in that uh, in that league. Um, I mean, people should go look at it because there's quite a few quite a few cities that um, are, are even even larger than what New Orleans is. So, you know, I think if if they come in and they've got a good facility, and if they can. Uh, really get into the tradition of New Orleans and, and, you know, seize that opportunity and put a good marketing and sales team in place and have community ambassadors. Um, I think they could be successful, Eric. I mean, I really do. I mean, you're, I mean, you're talking about, I think, more in the area of a 7,500 to 10,000 seat type of facility. Mm-hmm. You know, as I yes. looked at their, as I looked at their um, venues around the country, they have some that are larger. But most of them fall just under ten thousand, and uh, so I think it's very interesting. And I think the next couple of years, as they plan and develop, we're going to learn a lot more, and maybe people will get excited. I will tell you, soccer is an exploding sport. You know, it I is. I was on the recruiting, you know, track with my daughter for three to four years. We traveled the country, um, and it's, it's just amazing how people love soccer, both both you know men and women and. Mm-hmm. Boys and girls leagues, and and there is a female league that also is planned to be open here as well, which is you know I think magnificent to be able to give, you know the the female soccer players an opportunity to advance up into professional soccer. So again, yeah. I think it's, I think it's a win win. I think we should watch it and see it and see what the plans are. But kudos to uh, the two gentlemen who are part of uh, USL NOLA, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm certainly a cheerleader here and hope that they'll be successful. No doubt. Only I got a minute and a half left Uh, for those out there that again may own a business uh, corporation, those that are are getting involved in uh, maybe a nonprofit and they want to get involved in the ninth ward stadium, get you guys over the top. How can they do that? Yeah. Just give me a call. My, you know, my cell, I'll be happy to give it out as 504-905-9025. Or you can email me at, uh, a Filco, A F I E L K O W at bellsouth.net. Uh, again, we've got 2.2 million to go. We are in a perfect world looking for one or two uh, kind of naming rights partners that, that can finish the project. And then we're going to go to work on some local, on some smaller investments for the community, a brick campaign, community meetings, things mm-hmm. like that, because we really want that Ninth Ward community to feel part of this and proud. But um, we're going to make it happen. I, we're close enough right now. We are going to make it happen, and uh, we just need to get over that finish line for anyone in New Orleans, corporate community, foundations, you know, that might be interested in what is a, you know, an impactful legacy project for our community and especially the Ninth Ward. Well, we're very lucky to have you, Arnie Filco, as, again, a citizen here, part of our community. And thank you so much for all you do for for our city. And thank you again for joining us on the program today, my friend. It's my pleasure. And, Eric, you do a great job. We are very fortunate in New Orleans to have you on the air. You are a terrific radio guy, not just in sports, but in every other aspect of making this community great. So thank you for all the years that you put into this. Check's in the mail, my friend. Check is in the mail. <laughs> Talk soon, bud. Well. Thanks Have again. There's Arnie Philco. Does a great, just great job. Just great job. Look, I got to jump to break here. You're listening to Inside New Orleans, brought to you by the William Grant Family Distillers. Uh, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. You're in need help. Call Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. We'll be right back.
Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppenheim. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account, at Southern Tire, we treat your vehicle like our own. At Southern Tire, we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASE-certified technicians the dealerships have without the dealership prices. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Francesca Bacchetti's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Francesca is offering a menu that includes family meals, daily specials, delicious sides, award-winning pizza, New Orleans best burgers, poor boys muffaladas, and family recipes. A St. Louis-style deli with sandwiches and sodas. Wine and beer also available. Check out our menu online at francescadeli.com. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-266-2511. Dine indoors, dine outdoors, or use our delivery services. That's Francesca Bacchetti's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Trust the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your car. Like five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil, just $32.95. Extend the life of your vehicle, improve performance, and protect your engine against sludge and wear with Mobile One full synthetic. On sale now at O'Reilly Auto Parts and O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Dell's Black Friday in July sale is here. Now's your chance for a refresh with savings up to $500 off select computers like the XPS and select Alienware systems, taking performance to the next level with Intel Core processors. Plus, shop special deals on top accessories. Great financing available with a Dell preferred account and free shipping. Upgrade today by calling 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Demand different. Demand Dudley DeBosier. Imagine this. You've been hurt in a car crash, but the insurance company only offers you pennies on the dollar for what you need for your injuries. You realize you should have called a lawyer, but how can you afford one now? 
At Dudley DeBosier, that call is free. And we are the only law firm in the state with the no-fee guarantee. That means you pay us nothing, no fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 2213578. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks to our friends at William Grant sponsoring our program. All the great sponsors sponsor our show. Go to ericasher.com for a slideshow to sponsor our show. Also, again, thanks to uh, Mike Bazan, Arnie Filco for joining us, Rudy for producing. My name is Eric Cash. I have a wonderful weekend. Coming up next, Ken Trahan. He's got Marcus Colston and Sean King. Uh, from the dog catch to the governor. That includes the mayor. They all got to go. Hey!